안녕하세요. Good morning, good morning, my dear brothers and sisters and clergy and members of office. 안녕하십니까? Today, I'd like to talk about the True Family and I again from True Mother's Anthology, Volume 2. Let's study. The True Family and I. As infinite as the ambition of our conscience is, we have to know that God can create everything that we desire. God created us with the value of true love object partners. The restoration of this value, lost at the fall, is the purpose of human life and history. God established religions, and the founder of each of them promised that someday he would return. Christianity, Christianity teaches us that Jesus will return. In Buddhism, they speak of the return of Buddha. Confucianism alludes to a new Confu Confucius. Likewise, in Islam, we find the return of the Mahdi, the divinely guided one. Let us consider the reason that God established the different religions. We have to understand that the will of God is accomplished, centered on God's beloved children, children who are like God's flesh and blood. With those beloved sons and daughters, God wants to form families, tribes, races, and nations. This tells us what kind of person the Messiah is. At the time of the second coming, the Lord is the person who perfects the ideal for which all religions have longed. He will come to the earth with the original and eternal love of God. The Messiah will come, become a true parent and centered on that loss, true love will work to establish a completed family on earth on the foundation of true life and true lineage. That is the purpose of the providence of salvation. Due to the fall, God lost the true mother, as well as the children of Adam's family. This means that God could not have true children. There was no family connected to the heavenly lineage, the source of God's love. Due to the fall of the parents, we became connected to false life, false love, and false lineage, which have caused our minds and bodies to be in conflict with each other. Adam and Eve became enemies, which caused their two sons to mm. fight with each other. Thank you. If we look at any part of this world which began due to the fall of man, there is no hope. Over long history and until now, mankind has been seeking human happiness by using all kinds of means. However, there has been no solution and the world is becoming increasingly chaotic. Both communism and democracy, which appear in the end and are also revealing their limits. Therefore, it follows that the solution must come from heaven, not from humans. Then when they come from heaven, who will bring with them the authority, will, wishes, and ideals of heaven? Each religious denomination has been waiting for such a person until now. The Messiah is the, all, uh, Messiah is the one that 
all religions and mankind have been waiting for. Then who is the Messiah? You need to know that the second coming of the Messiah is the one who rooted in God's true love will come to earth and fulfill the ideal that all religions hope for. Thus, the goal of God's providence of salvation is for the Messiah to become a true parent and find true life and true lineage as an ideal family owners centering on lost true love. The Messiah is the one who comes to this earth in the name of true parents to save mankind. Unificationists are the most blessed people in the history of God's providence of restoration. This is because unificationists came to know God and met true parents and came to possess the word of the principle and eternal truth and receive the blessing of eternal salvation. Blessing multiply into greater blessing when you multiply them. One of the great attributes of the blessing is each attribute of certainly multiplying. So, as stated in the family pledge, we have a great mission to make this earth into the kingdom of heaven by conveying heaven's blessing to our community. And then whenever we convey our blessing to our community, our tribe, our nation, there is the way to establish God's kingdom of heaven on earth. That's why our main mission is multiplying blessing. You know, a blessing means not just only marriage ceremony, changing our blood lineage and life and then our love. This is how much important, you know. That's why as the blessed couple, you do not do your role as the blessed couple in order to uh, multiply the blessing. If you do not do that, then, you know, our blessing becomes spoiled, you know, becomes stagnant. Then there is a problem. So, you know, the more we multiply, and then that is the way we really can maintain and we can gain happiness as well. And uh, living divine principle, uh, human fall, uh, activities of Satan in the human world. Let's study. Satan's activities in human society. Satan cannot perpetrate his evil activity unless he first finds an object partner with whom he can form a common base and engage in give and take action. Satan's object partners are evil spirits in the spirit world. The object partners to these evil spirits are the spirit selves of evil people on earth, and the vehicles through which these evil spirit selves act are their physical selves. Accordingly, the power of Satan is conveyed through evil spirits and is manifested in the activities of earthly people. For example, Satan entered Judas Iscariot and Jesus once called Peter Satan. In the Bible, the spirits of evil men on earth are called angels of the devil. The kingdom of heaven on earth is a restored world in which Satan can no longer instigate any activity. To realize this world, it is necessary for all humanity to eliminate their common base with Satan, restore their common base with God, and engage in give-and-take action with him.
However, God granted human beings and angels freedom. Therefore, he cannot restore them by force. Human beings must uphold the word of God on their own free will and by fulfilling their responsibility, which would then bring Satan to voluntary submission. We can only be restored to the original ideal purposed by God at the creation through this process. So based on this content, let's study Father's work. In order for us to be victorious in the battle with Satan, let us be a victor for God. Since Satan knows that this last battle will begin, he will attack with his utmost force. Therefore, in order for us to be victorious in the battle, not only God will do his best, but also you who are sons and daughters of God shall pour all of your spirit and heart. In this battle, Satan will not blindly surrender to you, but along with the people who are controlled under his domain, he will resist you with his maximum power. You should know this. As we shed tears for heaven, Satan also sheds tears for the fulfillment of his will. As we sweat for God, he also sweats for himself. As we fight at the risk of our life, he also fights the same way we do for himself. You should know this. Yes. Now, in the age of the last days, know that Satan is also doing his best in this final battle. Look at North Korea's Kim Jong-un. Is he not an instrument of Satan, doing his best to maintain his power? Even God is pouring all of his spirit and heart more than anyone else in the final battle. Therefore, in order for us to be victorious, we must do everything with all our might and just as God does with all his spirit and heart. Even Satan does not blindly surrender to us until the last moment. Or rather, we should know that he will do his best to Resist, uh, resist us along with the people who are controlled under his domain. As we shed tears for heaven, Satan also shed tears for uh, the fulfillment of his will. As we sweat for God, he also sweat for himself. As we fight at the risk of our life, he also fight at the same way we do for himself. You should know this, brothers and sisters. Have you ever heard that Satan shed blood and sweat and tears for Satan's will? Look at the evil uh, regimes uh, waging war in this land these days. Aren't they shedding their own blood and sweat and tears as Satan's tools? Satan makes a last resort. Satan's strategy to go as far as he can. Satan never voluntarily surrenders so easily. Therefore, the restoration of the kingdom of God cannot be uh, attained automatically without paying the price of blood and sweat and tears more than Satan. You look at the Russia, you look at the China, you look at the North Korea. They will not just blindly surrender. They will go to, until the edge of the cliff. 
you know, not simply surrender. Because these are final games. You know, to restore between North Korea and South Korea, as long as, like, uh, you know, Archangel Nation, and you know, a inside Archangel Nation, Russia, and then also yeah, Archangel, uh, the evil nation, China, if they really, in a, you know, uh, intervene on North Korea, we cannot do, we cannot make unity between North Korea and South Korea. That's why really God have a strategy. Let them really, you know, uh, let them, uh, even though they are doing, you know, they are best to keep their own power. But we can see losing power more and more day by day. Like a Centennial North Korea and South Korea now surrounding, you know, Cain side ram and then Abel side ram. Cain side ram is centering on China and Russia and Abel, Abel side ram centering on Japan and America, right? So this is like a three eight a parallel, like really, this is between God and Satan, as you know that. That's why, you know, God already preparing to restore the environment. They will go to until the, you know, uh, until how they, edge, edge, the edge of the cliff. And then later on, cannot do anything, no more power, no more power to handle any more North Korea. Then, that is the right time, you know, centering on true mother. We really unite together. And then we need to create one nation, one civility, one people. But now issue is here, even about Abel's side. America is really supporting Korea. Now how about Japan? I really true mother is concerned about Japanese providence. In really Japan the government really, they changed the law you know, to attack our church. I think very serious things are going on. I think maybe this month or on, until end of next month, they will announce something. I'm really concerned about that. Now it is the right time centering on Abel's reign, Father Nation, Korea, Mother Nation, Japan, and Archangel Nation, America, they totally need to unite together. And then really, you know, need to, need to really oppose the Kainside realm. So I'm really now, America is doing great role to how, you know, handling about the China and the Russia as well. So my brothers and sisters really need to pray about it, how heavenly father problems can go on very well. And next content. In order for us to be victorious in the battle with Satan, when these two powers confront each other, in order for us to win the battle, we should not live for ourselves. We should live absolutely for the sake of the Father. Oblivious to our own will, we should offer everything we have. By doing so, we should only try to uplift the value of Father. This is the way we can win a victory in the battle against Satan. It it is the way for us to be related to God as a parent and child are related to each other. Yes. In this final confrontation between God and Satan, what must we do We do uh, to be victorious? That is to uh, never live for ourselves. It means that we should live absolutely for the sake of, of the Father's will. We must know that when we completely give up our own will 
and give up our lives only for our father's will, our parents and child relationship is established between us and God and win our victory in the, in the battle against Satan. And next one is today's youth ministry. We must become the original substance of the divine principle. Let's study. We must become the original substance of the divine principle. We studied original substance of the divine principle, OSDP. Now is the time when we ourselves should become the original substances of the divine principle, not just study it. What is the original substance of the divine principle? Even those who have been educated on the OSDP do not know what it is. They think it's the same as the existing principle we've heard until today, and they don't know the specifics of the OSDP. The reason why we study the OSDP is to let us know once again that true parents are the original substances of the divine principle. If the relationship with true parents who are the original substances of the principle is ambiguous, then everything goes wrong. And through the OSDP, I have to confirm what kind of existence my being is. Even if we are educated on the OSDP, the OSDP, which is not related to ourselves, has no meaning. The conclusion of the original substance of the divine principle True parents put a lot of emphasis on the OSDP, clearly knowing the OSDP is more important than what to eat, what to drink, and what to wear. The conclusion of the OSDP is that I should bear fruit as the original substance of the divine principle. The blessed couple should bear fruit as the original substance of the divine principle. What should we be like in the end? We must go through the process of restoration and become the original substance of the divine principle. If we had not fallen, we would not need to be educated on the OSDP. This is because if we had not fallen, we would have become the substance of the principle and the substance of the word. However, since we are the descendants of the fallen, we need the principle if we had not, if we have never fallen, we wouldn't be the substance of the truth and the substance of the principle. Yes. Now is the time to go beyond the age of studying the original substance of the divine principle and become the original substance of the divine principle ourselves. The reason why we study the OSDP is to let us know once again that true parents are the original substance of the divine principle. It also means that we should resemble true parents who are the original substance of the divine principle, and we should also become the original substance of the uh, divine principle. The reason why we become ambiguous is that our relationship with the true parents, the original substance of the divine principle is uh, ambiguous. That's why before father, you know, before he going to spiritual world, before Songwa, he knows that you know, our movement, 
Sometimes they need to go through some kind of chaos and very difficult situation. That's why Father educate us about the OSDP. Not just only listening and listening same divine principle. You need to know that. What's the identity of OSDP? Who is the OSDP? True father, true mother is, they are the OSDP. As long as you are this method very clear, your, your life of faith is never shaking. Never. But you are not clear about the, the meaning of the OSDP. Your life of faith surely can be changeable. That's why Father already prepared early and emphasizing, not just only studying and studying and listening divine principle, you have to be. Not just only believing through parents, OS, the substance of OSDP, you have to be OSDP as well. Wow, amazing, right? It also means that we should resemble through parents who are the original substance of divine principle, and we should also become the original substance of the principle. The reason why we become ambiguous, just now I am saying that our relationship with true parents, original substance of the divine principle is ambiguous. If this is not clear, we, our church have the many kind of the group, you know, split, divide here and there, because not clear about OSDP. Who are the substance of the OSDP? Therefore, it means that through the OSDP, we should once again check what the relationship between true parents and I, the original substance of the divine principle is, and that we, as the original substance of divine principle, also bear fruit. Now we need to focus on how much we have changed after knowing the uh, uh, divine principle. If I don't change, everything will end as a useless talk. It is important to study what true parents said at the public events, but above all, we must read uh, uh, through uh, 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 well, the, through the divine principle, which is the framework over and over and again, and dozens of times and hundreds of times, so that we can become the original substance of divine principle. You know, fundok, you know, doing 100 times or 30 times or whatever, that is not the main purpose. We came to realize that the reality of God, we need to know that who are true parents. And then we need to know that who is Satan. And we need to know that the identity of the myself was the relationship between God and myself, was the relationship between true parents and me. This is the we try to get the confirmation. Not just reading, reading, reading a hundred times. What's the purpose of the hundred times of reading? We really realize that eh? who is God, who true parents are, who is Satan. What's the spiritual world? What's the identity of myself? You know, we call that one is what? OSDP. We have to become substantial OSDP. Then we need to know the invisible OSDP is a heavenly God and visible OSDP is our true parent. Next. The original homeland of true love. If you look at young children, they are the original substance of the heart that is not stained anywhere. That is why we are happy to even see the little ones. 
We do not have to preach anything special to those little children. When you look at young children, you cannot take your eyes off their faces. We want to see them again and again. Why? Isn't that because young children are the substance of the truth? The baby's mother tries to protect, care for, and love her baby, who is the substance of the truth, even at the cost of her life. The mother thinks, even if I die, I will protect and save this child no matter what. Doesn't the original homeland of true love begin there? Where is the original homeland today? True Father said that a mother's love for her children and her children's filial piety toward their parents are the original homeland. You must not mistake the original homeland, which is indicated in the family pledge as the hometown where you were born. Since it tells us to seek our original homeland, do not mistake it as the hometown where you were born. The meaning of the original homeland and rebirth. The content of the first verse of the family pledge is this, original homeland. It means to seek the original homeland through a life of living for the sake of others as the owner of Chanukuk. However, we do not have a sense of ownership of Chanukuk and just go back and forth as spectators. So we cannot stand in the position of Abel yet, but instead stand in the position of Cain. Cain pursues the physical body and tries to follow what the body wants. Cain has no sense of ownership. They just follow the environment. They do not go because the world motivates, the word motivates them, but they just say that they will go their own way. Cain has no sense of ownership, and the heart does not spring up voluntarily. What is rebirth? It is called rebirth when the heart springs up in one's heart, only through the process of being born again, in which the heart is evoked, can we go to the original homeland? Yes. Just as a baby longs for their mother and finds happiness and peace in her bosom, our original, original homeland is a such place. Where is the original homeland today? To the father said that the world where the heart of the mother and who uh, treats her children purely and nurses her baby and her children purely show filial piety to uh, their parents is the original homeland. The content of the first verse of the family place is this original hometown. As the owner of the Chanelgu, we want to seek the original homeland through the life of purely abandoning ourselves and live for uh, the uh, sake of others. However, we do not have the sense of the ownership Chanelgu. We are talking about every morning, pledge of the owner of the Chanelgu, or the owner of the Chanelgu. Really, we are owner of the Chanugu or just only onlooker? What is the opposite word of the you know, ownership? Onlooker, right? Just go back and forth as a spectators. So we cannot stand in the position of the able yet, but instead stand in the position of Cain. Cain pursues the physical body and try to follow what the body wants. Are we really living with able's consciousness as owner? 
owners in the era of the Chandra Yuga? Or are we still a spectator like a Cain? Cain has no sense of the ownership. Cain just follows the environment. They do not go because the what motivates them. But they just say that they will go their own way. Cain's heart does not arise voluntarily. The true owner of the channel are those who move everything voluntarily and with the heart. If we want to go to our original homeland, we must first have the uh, consciousness of the ownership. Second, you must be born, reborn with uh, uh, your heart welling up voluntarily. If the heart wells up voluntarily, you are bound to be reborn and resurrected. So I think today content also quite important about OSTP, right? This we really need to understand very clearly. And then I'm talking about here about the owner of the channel you know, out of the owner of the channel We really fully taking ownership, no more about the Keynes figure. Today I talk about we must become the original substance of the divine principle and also the talking about the meaning of the original homeland and rebirth. Thank you very much. Yeah, thank you, Dr. Young. Uh, just, I really appreciate that clarification. We talk about seeking the original homeland, but what is that homeland? And it's it's a place of filial piety towards uh, towards our parents, but also of the parents towards the children. And so just thank you for clarifying that. And one thing you said earlier, you said Satan will not blindly surrender. So we have to mm -hmm. pour our hearts and spirits just like God. So thank you for today's morning devotion, Dr. Young. We're going to go on to our living testimony. And today we're going to sub-region two from district four, another winter workshop called, I believe, Our Fight, My Promise. So speaking on that, we have the sub-region two YAM coordinator, Rusei Taguchi. Hello. Good morning, everybody. Like morning. Mr. Fred said, my name is Rusei. I'm the sub-region coordinator for sub-region two, and I'm the youth pastor for the DMV area. Capital Family Church. I show my face from time to time, so hopefully you recognize it. But if you don't, it's okay. I have a little slide to show you uh, what's going on in our community recently. And like Resford said, we had this really great winter workshop called Our Fight, My Promise. And the workshop was just as powerful as the title is. It's a deep dive into our movement's history, our movement's purpose, and it's a time to determine and to take ownership over the mission left by true parents unto second generation, third generation, first generation. I'd first like to thank uh, all, all of our participants. We had 29 kids in total. They're all high school aged. Um, some from the DMV, the DC, Maryland, Virginia area, some from New Jersey, and even one sister from Zambia recently, one second generation from Zambia recently joined our community. So I'm grateful that she could participate in this workshop as well. We had one first generation. We had 24, 24, no, maybe 23 second generation. And we had five third generation. We have a very diverse group spiritually and location wise. And so I'm very grateful that each participant here took the time, it was six days in total, it was through their holiday, through their winter break. They took the time to come to this place to grow themselves, grow deeper relationships with brothers and sisters, and to discover something about their identity. And I'm really grateful that they put the effort that they did into the workshop. 
I'd also like to thank our staff. We had 20 staff and we had some young adults come in. All of us, all of us are Sankey generation. Um, yeah, this is just a picture of the staff team. Uh, there were 15 team leaders and five uh, auxiliary staff, three core staff. Um, all of these people are in their 20s. They have different, they're at different places in their lives, but everybody here grew up together, which is really nice. I think, yeah, all of us participated in this workshop as a group. Um, and we're at different places in our lives, but we all could come back in this, in this, for this moment to support younger, younger brothers and sisters. There are moments in the, in like the staff meeting we had where I would smile to myself because I think of the middle school workshops that we attended together and the high school workshops we attended together and the high school youth groups that we attended together. And I think that these are my brothers and sisters that I grew up with. And now we are called to the mission and to the love of God to serve our community. And I was so grateful. This is our core staff. So I was among the core staff and we have our former youth pastor, Melissa Manor, who recently moved to Brazil to be with her husband and and she also serves at church community there. Uh, we have Henry Rasanen, who is an older brother in our community, much older than the, the current staff are. And he's always been part of youth ministry. So I'm grateful for their continued support and also their guidance as I take on this new role as a youth pastor. I also, one more thank you is to Kele and Dr. Shiel, who gave lectures during our uh, winter workshop. Kele, as you know, works for UPF, and she was also our former youth pastor. And she was, I think, one of the first ones in our community. And she really laid the foundation for this workshop to succeed and this workshop to be even alive. And I think it might be a little much to say, but I think she started youth ministries in all of America. And I'm really grateful for um, her to come speak. And she talked a lot about our current providence. And so she could level very realistically and substantially where our movement is in this world and how we're contributing, uh, how we're actively trying to improve and follow the mission that we preach about, our, our ideal. Dr. Shiel is our subregion two leader. Uh, he gave a talk about, he gave a testimony about his experience in the early movement. So his course is very different from ours, but. I hope that the kids could inherit a lot from the heart it takes to be first generation. I'm sure many of you can relate to that. So here are just a few snapshots of our winter workshop. Uh, like I said, we had six days. Um, every day had a different theme centering on one word of the, of the workshop title. So the first day is called, it's just our. So what is our place as a movement, what is our place as second generation or as blessed children or as first generation or early young unificationists? In uh, some ways, what is, our, what is our identity as pioneers of a movement, as pioneers of a new generation of people? And sometimes or many times I've heard that our winter workshop in specific of the DC, Maryland, Virginia area is that we are the crying workshop because every day we cry. If you're a team leader, if you're a kid, you cry. Uh, 
there had each I'm really grateful for each team leader because they put in seven weeks of conditions before leading up into the workshop. And so a whole lot of chung song and a whole lot of devotion and tears were wept even before we entered the workshop site. And so I think this really opened the spirit world and opened the opportunity for the kids to have such a deep and artistic yeah. and yeah. profound experience where this is the final day. Many second generation yeah. and many young BCs know this activity touched someone who, but yeah. oh my God, like for me at least, I was ugly crying, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of noise, you know, like you can't hold it back. And <laughs> I was at this point where I just wanted to love so deeply the kids in my community, the brothers and sisters that I grew up with. And so the kids shared this moment with each other. And I believe it's long overdue because of COVID. COVID, we're so far from each other. And mm. it's a, we had such a deep longing for connection that it moved us to tears. Mm. This is a small picture of an activity that I received through a prayer that I thought of through a prayer. Mm. I was praying about this this history i'll explain this picture in a second but i was i was praying to god in preparation for this workshop i told god i want to be significant in history no matter which timeline and this idea or this this visualization of a timeline came to me so i started frantically writing on my phone this activity so if you see maybe on the floor the picture is not so great maybe i wish i could have found a better picture but it's a it's a it goes actually all the way upstairs. There's a huge timeline that goes through all of history. So we have uh, Christianity's prophet, the providential history flowing all the way into true parents test life is timeline into this final like center point. If you see the center point that says the winter workshop, and then there's pieces of tape, there's more lines going outside of this intersection. And that's representative of every, every kid had a piece of tape. So every kid's timeline intersects with this winter workshop it intersects with true parents course and it intersects with the providence of history and the providence of restoration. And I wanted to put this visual so kids can understand the importance and the significance of that moment and that opportunity that we are providing for them. I'll just share one small story of something that happened during the workshop and that'll almost conclude my test short testimony. I was walking uh, outside because I don't, I don't get to interact with the kids so much, even though I'm the youth pastor. The winter workshop's my time to be behind the scenes. And I kind of, I think I have a reputation now <laughs> in my community. I'm kind of a, I've always been a ringleader of the circus of brothers. <laughs> you know, there's always got to be one person that's the ringleader of the brothers. And even now, there's a group of brothers that are always acting up. No, every community has those brothers. Uh, and sometimes, and many times actually, you think maybe they're not connecting too deeply with what's going on because they're just there to have fun. I ran into one of these very special brothers, very close to my heart when I was walking outside. We had just been doing an activity where we were writing letters to God and where we would share the letters with others and write a letter back to each participant in the perspective of God. 
So I walk up to this brother and I think he's escaping the usual activity session because he likes to run out and be free. And I go up and I first thing I say is like, oh, brother, you trying to run away again? As a joke, you know? His brother turns his face to me and I see tears streaming down his face. And I, I grew a little concerned and I said, oh, why, why are you crying? Is everything okay? And his brother says to me, I don't know. I just asked God if he's really out there. And then I saw a light flash in the distance. I don't know. And he's just crying. I was so moved because I feel how much investment and how, how hard God is working so that kids can have a moment, just a small moment where they can meet God. I was so grateful, yet in a way I was repentful because I wanted to push this kid. I wanted to take this chance and just yell at this kid like, like, look at what God is doing for you. Look at like, if you remember the timeline, like this moment, it's here for you to experience God. And now the ball is in your court. You make that choice. What does that moment mean to you? I'm very grateful for Heavenly Parents' presence in our workshop. I'm very grateful for the foundation and the teachings that your parents share with us throughout, especially throughout my entire life and for the foundation for this workshop. This is a quote from True Mother. Now we have to call out the second generation out in the world. Second generation children blessed by heaven must stand well in front of heaven. We have to let them take responsibility for that. Our goal is to allow our culture to naturally sweep away not only our children's children, but also the children of the world. I feel very called to the mission that your mother has said many times, very simply, let us witness second generation. Yeah, beautiful. I've, I've, done, the, I've done the outreach in Albania and Romania to guests, done all that. But my heart, when True Mother said, called out, witnessed the second generation, I thought it was a, conversa a private conversation between me and Mother, and she asked me to do that. So all of these workshops, all of these activities every week, I'm grateful to True Mother for calling me to do so. Wow, beautiful. Thank you. Wow. Wow, thank you so much. Uh, you say, uh, Takuchi, well, your report is so beautiful and very much promising. I'm, I am so much moved by your report and activities and then many second generation experience of the rebirthing. It is really, really beautiful, very much promising. 
I think you say, Takuchi, you are doing very well. 23 years ago, I was in Maryland and then working together. You say uh, the you know, father and mother very, very closely. Hey, you say, who named your name? Dr. Young gave me my name. <laughs> 22 years ago. Yeah, time flies so fast. And then this hour, you say, grown up this much. Oh, my goodness. You know, I never know that this guy has become that much powerful. You can see, you know, our USA in the future can be a great leader. I think witness many, many uh, second generation, third generation who did not have a connection to our church. Wow, just one guy, you know, alive and reached a certain level. Many second generation, third generation surely will come back. I think America need to show that kind of model. You see our MC respirator, how much powerful this guy. And many, you know, Yase and Shogo and all the leadership, they are doing very well. And then from the morning devotion, we are really supporting our second generation youth group. They are our future, really promising our future. Once again, you say, I love you. And the way you talk, wow, you know how to move people. The way to talk. And then the you, the way, how I say I do not know how to express it. You are such a really promising. I'm so glad. You say, once again, thank you very much. Please connect many second generation, third generation, those who do not uh, connect to our church. I think you can do that. Thank you once again, you say, Kamsamida. Thank you, you say. Dr. Young said it all, but that was just an incredible testimony. Just thank you for sharing. So thank you for, for directing the workshop together with your team. Um, and I totally connect to just everything that you said, and especially Mother's Word at the end. So just thank you for sharing that with us.